Welcome to AJHP Voices, a series of discussions with AJHP authors and interviews focused on contemporary issues that drive health outcomes. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. Its mission is to advance science, pharmacy practice, and health outcomes. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices. This program is focused on the new ASHP long-range vision for the pharmacy workforce in hospitals and health systems. I'm speaking with Dr. Anna Legridop and Dr. Jesse Hoag. Anna is Director of Clinical Guidelines and Quality Improvement on the ASHP staff. She was responsible for coordinating the development of this new ASHP document. Jesse is Pharmacy Education Coordinator, Pharmacy Department, Bronson Methodist Hospital in Kalamazoo, Michigan. He is a member of the ASHP Council on Education and Workforce Development, which guided the content of the new document. Anna, let's begin our conversation with you. Uh, what would you say is the primary objective of this ASHP document? Thanks, Bill. The revisions to the ASHP long-range vision for the pharmacy workforce in hospitals and health systems were done with a 2030 outlook. So that was our perspective as we started revision. And the primary objective is to prepare, empower, and leverage the pharmacy workforce to optimize patient and public health. And Bill, some of your listeners may not know that the long-range vision actually has a 40-year history. So I'd like to just reflect on that for a moment. Oh, back, in, back in 1979 and 1980, ASAP members and leaders within our membership recognized that pharmacy practice was changing dramatically, both uh, within and because of an increasing complex healthcare delivery system. And doesn't that sound so familiar now, even as we think about um, being in 2020? <laughs> and mm-hmm. in that in that first long-range vision statement, the authors identified there was a a change in demand for a more specialized and differentiated workforce. And they subsequently developed visionary statements for how to meet that demand with a supply of highly qualified personnel. And so those same threads from that first position statement have carried into the fabric of the 2007 revision and then hopefully the one published today. And so with that as a historical perspective, the target audience is for ASHP members and staff and the external stakeholders and partners that we have that are committed to advancing resources, developing educational programming, and advocating um, in those areas that are consistent with the vision. Well, good. Uh, I appreciate you putting this into historical context. That's uh, important to have. Uh, Jesse, I'll turn to you now. Um, This long-range vision was created under the auspices of the ASHB Council on Education and Workforce Development. So as a member of that council, Jesse, what can you say about the key outcomes the group was hoping to achieve with this vision statement? Thanks, Bill, for the question. Uh, I think as we discussed this as a group, we thought that we would want to cast an aspirational vision of what our pharmacy practice would be one of the key outcomes was that the pharmacists would be the people truly accountable for the medication-related outcomes for their patients and identifying that there were some key requirements that would need to be achieved to get us to that point that are outlined in the statement. The other outcome that we wanted to achieve was that we would really recognize that to really achieve our goals, 
there's more than just the pharmacists involved. So you'll see in the vision statement that we've addressed um, the important role that both technicians play as well as uh, other contributory staff to achieving those outcomes. Mm-hmm. Anna, c- can you comment on um, how this document relates to the recently published recommendations of the ASHP Practice Advancement Initiative 2030? That's an important question. And if I can keep borrowing from your pharmacy profession historian hat again, Bill, the three long-range vision statements that have been published so far since 1980 have they've been organically connected with ASHP practice advancement vision statements for almost three decades now. And so they they have to be related. Both efforts to revise the long-range vision and the practice advancement initiative, again, both had the 2030 outlook. They started with an awareness of the healthcare system landscape overall, present day, and then those anticipated drivers and disruptors in the future. And that awareness was essential in order to identify not only how the pharmacy workforce in hospitals and health systems should adapt to meet the needs of patients, but also align with the goals of their organizations. And so from that starting point, we could think strategically about how to prepare through the long-range vision and advance the profession through the Practice Advancement Initiative. And the parallel timing of those two efforts was very intentional. And work to revise both started at the same time, and they were both released at essentially the same time. The 2030 ASHP Practice Advancement Initiative can be a resource to elevate the pharmacy workforce to optimize patient care, and whereas the long-range vision can be a resource for how to prepare the pharmacy workforce to to provide that patient care. And then in addition, the pharmacy forecast is another really timely resource that was also recently published. All three of those deserve equal study to anticipate and navigate the inevitable change that we have ahead of us. Actually, I heard one member refer to the three documents recently as the secret sauce for strategically thinking about and navigating the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, and maybe I can uh, add something here. There is a uh, special edition of AJHP Voices that's devoted to both uh, Practice Advancement Initiative 2030 and the Pharmacy Forecast. So perhaps listeners will want to uh, check that out. So, um, as I guess we know now, uh, ASHP's previous vision statement for the workforce was published 13 years ago. So, from your perspective, Jesse, I'm thinking of you here, what have been the most important changes over that span of time in the external influencers, the external environment of health system pharmacy? Although I, I still find it hard to believe that I've been in practice long enough to be able to uh, to answer this, but looking back at it, you know, I was in practice um, actively in 13 years ago, and reflecting on it, there's been a number of huge changes that we that we've seen external uh, influences on our profession. Key ones that I can think of would be the financial uh, and the reimbursement landscape have both completely changed in a little bit over a decade since the last uh, vision was published. So with that, you know, we we can see certainly there are a lot of risks that we need to address and deal with, um, but it's also contributed many opportunities uh, as we think more of accountable care where pharmacists really can have and should have a place at the table um, and, and expanded roles. So, so while there's risks, there's certainly opportunities with those changes. We've also dealt in the last 13 years with a lot of stressors that none of us could have predicted or, or anticipated, things like drug shortages and, and, and all the mergers that we're seeing that have really um, affected our staffing levels and our uh, ability to develop, deliver the, the care to our patients um, and to expand our roles. 
And then finally, we've seen growing influence of both regulatory and accrediting bodies on our practice like we didn't see it at that time. And certainly at, at the hospital where I practice, that's you know one of the things that we pay very close attention to and it affects our, our practice and our, our process improvement uh, initiatives on a daily basis. It consumes a lot of our time and energy. But again, that can be a, a great opportunity for pharmacy and pharmacists to have a, a place at the table and be a valued member of the team. In summary, you know, a lot of a lot of changes in the last 13 years, um, things that we need to deal with, but also a lot of opportunities um, that you can see in the vision uh, statement that we uh, put out. Anna, I'm interested in anything you would add. Jesse, I, I appreciate your response to both look for and try to minimize the risks while trying to grow and advance on opportunities, and and that. One of the approaches we took at the long range vision was to identify, we felt that you couldn't really talk about what the workforce was going to look like without having that, that view of what the healthcare landscape was experiencing. And so we identified trends, opportunities, and risks as, and, and different domains of change within those categories, um, knowing that you have to be aware of, of the trends and then look for the opportunities to advance patient care, advance practice, but then also um, minimize those risks. And, I think to add to the list that you've already shared, things that we've, we've heard from members and when we were trying to do the background for kicking off this revision was within pharmacy, there's growth and advances in collaborative practice, uh, more specialization of clinical pharmacy, precision med medicine and pharmacogenomics, advances in stewardship over medication therapies, supply chain synergies on the operations side, shared services. So. Um, a lot within pharmacy that has changed, and then also those those changes external to pharmacy, but certainly do impact. You mentioned the increasing regulations. We heard that quite a bit, but also changes with greater formality to patient-centered care, care delivery becoming less episodic and more longitudinal, and then all, of course, all the technology advances, machine learning, and artificial intelligence, and um, and then the marketplace changes that you that you are already identified. Well, it's a much different world today, isn't it, than it was uh, 13 years ago from a health system pharmacy perspective. Good comments. So uh, this document includes uh, vision statements for three components of the pharmacy workforce, pharmacists, technicians, and contributory staff, as well as for the workforce as a whole with respect to well-being, resilience, diversity, and inclusivity. So to give listeners a sense of how these statements are worded, let me quote one example from the vision for pharmacists. And this example is, formal credentialing and privileging of pharmacists will become an organizational requirement. Again, formal credentialing and privileging of pharmacists will become an organizational requirement. Now this wording could be read as a prediction, current trends will take us to this situation, or as an aspiration, health system pharmacy should assertively move in this direction. Anna, what is ASHP's intent as to how the statements should be read? That's another good question, and it does deserve clarification and discussion. In general, the goal for the revisions to the long-range vision is to be bold and aspirational. However, the process that we used to inform the revision and to do the revision was fundamentally predictive. 
we consulted with hundreds of ASHP members, our board of directors, section leaders, council members, various member advisory groups, and then uh, internal staff as the initial work began. And then we shared it across our membership and with all of our national pharmacy association partners during an open public comment period. And that means that it went out to tens of thousands of people um, that were able to look at and consider the document during the course of the work. So that explains the process. But Bill, if I can answer your question with more of a yes and instead of a yes put, ultimately we know that the best strategy has three parts to it. It's forward looking, it's aspirational, and it's grounded in facts. It reminds me of the quote, keep your eyes on the stars, but your feet on the ground. And mm -hmm. our approach to revising the long range vision has equal parts of each. Okay. Jesse, anything to add? Yeah, I would say that, you know, from a practicing standpoint, if you look at the, the vision, you may say that you're creating a, a much different picture or vision of the pharmacy workforce in our practice than what I see today. And that just seems like a huge leap to get there. But I'll say that as we've gone through the process and, and laid out the document, um, that it is achievable. And, and so, as Anna said, a predictive it is doable in the next 10 years. It may not be easy at every turn, but it is very achievable. And I think that's really important that we're not just, you know, casting some vision that's pie in the sky. It's realistic as well that we yeah. can really get our arms around and, and move towards. Well, Jesse, let me stick with you and ask, uh, in your pharmacy department at Bronson Hospital, how do you anticipate that this ASHP document will be used? Well, I'll say that, that we've already actually started using the document since it's been published. We recently had our strategic planning um, meeting with the, the pharmacy leadership across our system, and typically our approach to that is to use the ASHP Foundation's Pharmacy Forecast publication as kind of our base document for looking at our strategic planning, and we referred to that a couple questions ago, and then kind of flavoring it with some of the other ASHP documents and other things that are influencing us here. So as we moved through the different key areas of the pharmacy forecast that, that we had identified that we wanted to focus on, I was able to bring in some perspective from the vision statement to provide a little bit different perspective or a different overarching goal um, that we should be looking at. So I, I think that these documents are very usable in that process uh, here locally at Bronson. It's helping us move um, our practice forward, I'm proud to say. I'd like uh, each of you to comment on one facet, one facet of the workforce vision that you believe might pose particular challenges for practice leaders to pursue, and then share your ideas about how to address that challenge. Jesse, would you start, please? Yeah, the, the one that comes to mind um, most vividly for me um, is the credentialing aspect um, that, that is so important um, and is discussed in pretty good detail in the in the document. Um, I think some of the challenges there are maybe twofold. Um, number one, with the credentialing, it's going to take um, an investment in resources to get there, both in um, personnel and, and probably financial as well. Um, because you're, you need to dedicate the, the time, energy, and resources to developing that process uh, for pharmacists in particular. But also on the other side, and maybe more challenging, is um, resistance both from existing providers and from pharmacists, for that matter, where 
they may dig our, our their heels into the ground and say, you know, we like it how it is. And, you know, that sort of change is, is challenging. But I do think that it's really an essential requirement um, if we're going to continue uh, progressing in our practice and in our profession, moving it forward to um, achieve you know, pro provider status, to make sure that we're reimbursed appropriately for the services we, we uh, are providing. So I think it's critical that we overcome those barriers. Um, and really, I think communication as we move forward with that is really the, the key to overcoming that challenge so that the people that are um, maybe resistant, uh, knee-jerk reaction re resistance, really understand the rationale behind it, um, that we're mm -hmm. not trying to take over somebody else's practice, that we're really um, think that this is the best way to ensure competent and qualified practitioners that are bringing the best care to the table for our patients. Anna, what would you say at this point? Well, I, I agree with what Jesse just shared, and I'll add that thanks to the, the groundwork of the previous two long-range visions, there, there has been a significant amount of foundational and meaningful progress on topics like pharmacy education, residencies, certification, and, and technician training. This, this revised long-range vision outlines opportunities in, for both growth and sustainability in all of those areas based on the foundational work that's already taken place. A new topic in this in the version of long range long range vision that I'd like to speak to is related to well being and resilience. This is a topic that ASHP is deeply committed to for the sake of patients, the pharmacy workforce, and the healthcare workforce overall. Within the long range vision, it states that pharmacy staff will support individual efforts to develop and demonstrate coping skills and create systems to address risk factors known to cause burnout in healthcare. And the challenge for practice leaders is to realize that there are two critical yet intersecting commitments that have to be made towards well-being and resilience. One is a commitment from individuals, so at the employee level, to embrace well-being and resilience as a personal responsibility that also needs to be supported by organizational culture. And two, a genuine commitment and a culture shift by organizations to address the system-level barriers to well-being and resilience. And, and, and thinking about only one without the other, we won't reach our goal of, of promoting well-being and resilience for the sake of patient care and for the sake of the healthcare workforce. And so here's my suggestion for a solution. The National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine recently released the results of a highly anticipated consensus study that was aimed at taking a systems approach to professional well-being. Um, we actually had a pharmacist on the study team, which we we're really pleased about. And that report outlines six overarching goals. They range from creating a positive work and learning environment, to reducing administrative burden, to enabling technology solutions, and investing in research. And I challenge practice leaders to work with their team to read this report and identify opportunities to apply the recommendations, not only within their departments, but across disciplines and their organizations, be part of the solution even beyond their own department. In pharmacy, we're known for being really skilled at continuous performance improvement and developing processes for solving problems and managing through change. I think we apply these same principles for, for working through some of the system challenges to the issue of well-being and resilience. It's an opportunity for the profession, the pharmacy profession, to lead on this very important healthcare problem by identifying and implementing solutions that will prevent burnout, but it really needs to start with a genuine commitment from leadership focused on those two aspects that I listed earlier. 
Well, very good. Um, Anna and Jesse, I think this has been an excellent conversation that will help listeners uh, gain an appreciation for the importance of the ASHP long-range vision. Thank you so much. This program has focused on the ASHP long-range vision for the pharmacy workforce in hospitals and health systems. I've been speaking with Dr. Anna Legredop of the ASHP staff and Dr. Jesse Hogue of the Pharmacy Department of Bronson Methodist Hospital in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Thank you for listening. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, the premier source for impactful, relevant, and cutting-edge professional and scientific content that drives optimal medication use and health outcomes, please visit www.ajhp.org.